Hi guys, welcome back to the Last Set Podcast, episode 148. We are getting closer to the 150 mark. Thank you so much for supporting me along this way. Now today I've got two very special guests. We've got the always reoccurring <laughs> Mark, who has now become the most visited guest, <laughs> most frequent guest on the podcast, <laughs> total five times now. And what are you rolling your eyes for? <laughs> <laughs> and we've got the long-awaited, he's been patient, He's finally back. He's my good friend and brother from another mother. Vince, welcome back, brother. Yes. Not my fifth, not my second. <laughs> second. <coughs> 40 episodes ago, you came on. But but I'll say this, okay? You were the first person. You and Keisha were the first guests to have in here. Wow. Yeah. So you guys, even though it's not the most occurring, you guys were the first. So it's okay. It's, it's been it's a lot. It's just glad, I'm glad I'm back, you know. It's not about, you know. Who's had more numbers? <laughs> <laughs> We're not that young anymore, you know. How many? It's okay. <laughs> so, man, uh, you've been doing really well for yourself lately as well. I mean, the special part about this episode is that Mark is one of your clients as well, and he's been he's been busting his ass lately, working hard. But recently, Mark, you've been telling me you had a bit of uh, issues, <laughs> mass gainers. <laughs> give him give him some insight about that. You know why we're here. Yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> as the uh, the calories go up, eventually you, you hit a point where it's like, oh, whole foods are difficult to get down. So I was like, oh, go down to Submark, grab myself a mass gainer, problem solved, just like that. Next day, I have my mass gainer. Ooh, it went down all right. And then mm, a couple hours later, the trouble began. <laughs> Um, it wasn't so much like stomach pain. It was more just like an uncomfortable feeling. It's, it's very slight though. I was like, oh, like, I guess this is better than feeling like I want to puke every time I <laughs> eat because <laughs> I'm so full. And then, um, yeah. And then the, the toilet, <coughs> the toilet sessions began. <laughs> <laughs> just see you walking into the toilets with your newspaper ready to flip over. <laughs> just. I think I think I went about three times during my shoulders and arms session yesterday. Yeah. Well, when do you consume it? I I had it for breakfast. Ah. Yeah. I was I was a bit wary. I was like, mm, should I actually have it for breakfast? Like, this is a this is a lot of you know stuff for the body body to handle first thing during the day. But I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's see how it goes. Nice. Um. Yeah, so. You call me Vince. Why did you uh, get him on that? Prescribe him on that. What was the uh, what was the goal we're trying to attain? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, we're about what? How many months since your comp in April? At least what six months now. So yeah, and I'm like ju only the, just ten kilos up. Only yeah. just. And you know, it's not too bad. He looks amazing. Still very lean. Mm -hmm. I'd like to look like lean right now, but <laughs> especially with how much we've been bringing his food up. So it's just been a you know, he wants to switch divisions. We got to put some more size on. Oh, we're switching so. divisions. What's what, what is he hoping to go to? Well, ideally, like I, by the time I start prep again, I have enough muscle to do classic, classic physique. But again, it's just kind of you know, see where we're at before we start prep. Yeah. See it takes time. time. Yeah, it takes time, and we have time, so we don't need to add excess fat or weight that is unnecessary because of a short time frame. So just slowly build him up, you know, makes his maintenance, the calories go up as well as we go along. And yeah, who doesn't want to eat a lot of food and still look like this guy? But at a point, it does get hard. I mean, 
I'm on the same amount as he is, what, 4,000? About 4,100. You're a little more than me. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's not easy. How even do you, if how you, do you do it? Like, how do you maintain eating that much? Like, yeah. Well, you know, you got to train hard. More food means you could train harder as well. Mm. So, uh, you know, intensity goes up in the training and everything. You know, a little more steps within a day if possible. But even with all that, you know, five, six sessions a week, that's a lot of food, you know? <laughs> and like Mark was saying, he was trying to do whole clean foods. It's not easy. Like I have Biscoff. I have sometimes Oreo Biscoff cookies. I'll do bacon. I'll do, you know, all these things to try to make up enough calories, not just fats, but you know, all my macros. And yeah, you start to get to a point where it's like, ugh, it's like harder than the workouts or harder than anything else. Just trying to consume and feel like comfortable. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Get to a point at night where you're like, oh, it's nine and I still have to eat 500 calories. And then you want to let that go down before you sleep. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like you just you do get to a point where you feel away. And that's where you kind of like, OK, let's just take a break. One, two, three weeks. Then we'll come back. Keep building from there. So, OK, so I know it's a weird thing to ask, but sometimes you ever guys have a trying that technique that some bodybuilders do where they literally get up in the middle of the night, have a small meal and go back to bed. <clears throat> I mean, no, not me. Cause yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get my sleep, but uh, look, it's to whatever someone could adhere to at the end of the day. I mean, if this is your full on life and you could, you know, risk getting up in the middle of the night, eating, letting that go down, then going back to sleep from enough time to get your, you know, seven, eight hours. Sure, but I think most of us just want to sleep through the night and not have to, you know, re-wake up, cook, or warm something up, eat it, go back to sleep. So I personally haven't, but it's like I say, if you can stick to it and you can do it, then yeah. And also, if you have a goal and you have to eat this certain amount or you got to do whatever it is, got to find a way to make it happen. True, true. So. Well, one thing I always found, though, with those mass gainers, it's always something really good to go down after the workout. Yeah, I never... I never yeah, had it before. I never really did mass gainers. I never told you. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> mass gainers was actually a thing for me because back when I was trying to get ready for a BJJ comp, I was like, okay, I could do... I put on a certain... I had to put on a certain amount and I always found that that was the way to go. I felt like they go down best right after a workout where you need to be replenished. Mm. And the other reason why is because a lot of those mass gainers, they do have a significant amount of sugars in them. One thing I've noticed. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, all right, I don't want that to turn fat. So I will actually want to have that sugar. So it can turn me to at least baseline or just a little bit above it. So that's fine. But uh, one thing I always found is I don't ever recommend having a mass gainer for breakfast. <laughs> and going to go train last afterwards, especially when you're in pre-workout, your toilet will hate you for life. It's like, <laughs> It's yeah. like a broken sewer pipe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong. And then the shit just comes out, and then next thing, you, and then next thing you know, you're wiping that off. <laughs> I think the issue with them is just like we're not equipped to handle that amount of like nutrients in quotations at all at once. Like you're not supposed to digest 225 grams of carbs all of a sudden, 90 of which is sugar. And then you got 45 protein and like maybe five fat in there. It's just like, it's going to shock the body. <laughs> but 
it's always to me like mass gainers have always been highly debated on whatever or not they work. I do believe they work to some extent, but I never believe they should ever be relied upon. I don't know. Like I say, it's very preference based, like on the person <clears throat> and what they can and can't handle. Everyone's a bit different. I mean, personally, I make my shakes and I'll just add foods to make mm -hmm. up calories now. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do that and add half a serving of the max mass gainer. You know what I mean? So it's not as much of like the processed mass protein carb shake that you have, but then you put some whole oats, banana, like your own actual foods in there might make it a bit easier, but yeah, it's still just tough. It is tough. So, well, it's yeah, true. And we're referring back to supplements. I feel like the companies are just coming up with more and more stuff these days. Yeah. Like, um, do you remember when test Turkesterone hit the market here in Australia? Man. <laughs> Literally everybody, everybody and their dog was on it. And I'm just like thinking to myself, and then they were saying, oh, it got compared to like a natural steroid. And I thought to myself, that's no, there's no. barely any research. So I personally took it myself, but like obviously working at the time inside a supplement, uh, supplementation company, obviously getting a discount. In terms to some extent, the benefits was just very minimal, but definitely not enough to justify the price. And then there was all these people like coming on about it and all these people trying to replicate it. I feel like now tech estrogen is going to probably get pushed away for a little bit. Oh, it already see it pop, has, pop yeah. up in the market in like another five years or so. Yeah, because especially after the whole like Derek more dates, more players, more dates, like scandal and um, Greg Doucette scandal with their testosterone. Well, what was the scandal? Um, the issue was like the testing labs that um, Derek was using wasn't testing them correctly slash were something funny was going on. So he was under the assumption that what was in the product was legit and was fully dosed. And so he was selling it as that. But in reality, when a third party... Um, sort of testing, you know, party ca body came and did testing on the labs that were doing the testing on the testosterone to make sure that, you know, it's quality assurance. It was actually bunk. It, like, there wasn't actually a clinical dose of what, you know, was supposed to be in there. What was it, under then? Under a clinical dose or? Way under, slash, um, it was using other sort of substances that were similar to Tocasterone. Well, if it's that more plates, more dates, was that one of those substances trend by any chance? <laughs> Just a <bit> trend. <laughs> That's very illegal. <laughs> hey, what's in this tocasterone, uh, Debo? <laughs> oh, cool. But now, I mean, that's where I feel like we're going nowadays. I mean, as now being a PT, Vince being a PT, when it, people come to me and say, oh, what supplement should I take off the back? I say, look, let's do at least a good amount of training first then we can dive a little bit into it. I feel like establishing a good habit is the first thing you want to do, actually getting them working out. Once they're actually working out, once they're moving, then you look at nutrition. Okay, once you look at nutrition, then we look at uh, supplementation. Supplementation for me has always been like the last step in everything, mm. whereas now it's just these kids <coughs> coming in one day and they're buying like, like uh, pre-workout and just like scoop, yeah. dry scooping it. Dry scooping is dumb. It's not you, Joe. Is that not me. Pre workout. Not like me. Ten no. different types. No. <laughs> I take ten different. I would. I've been that. I've been down the that concoctions. Road. I've been down that road. You know, to pretty much have a liquid crack, but I never dry scooped it. I never dry scooped. Well, it. dry scooping doesn't work because you, you you need the water for it to, for the ingredients to bind and actually work. According to TikTok, that's not true. <laughs> 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 Fuck that. Yeah. 
anyway, so there's one main thing I really wanted to bring up now since I've both got you back on here together. So, Mark, you're going to be presenting at the, uh, what is it, YNF tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Um, I'm doing, like, all the backstage kind of, you know, helping with all the athletes and that kind of thing, making sure it all runs smoothly. And then I think in the afternoon I'm presenting, like, the medals and stuff for the um, sports athlete division, which I took, I won last season, so. The champ. <laughs> Now, since we're that on that topic, somebody's making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who is it? If I had a button, I'd play that Hello Cool J song. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that, man. What, uh, what, what's the story? <coughs> what made you want to get back on the stage? Oh, I mean, you know, I had a little transition in life at the beginning of the year, you know? So resituated myself in a new environment with work and focusing on my business so kind of building that up and then getting to a point where it's good and needing something to push myself and challenge myself and you know me being the retired gridiron american football player that i am i need to you know compete in something because i have that type of mindset and need to challenge myself so you know maybe my client inspired me a bit and <laughs> And especially, like I said, the gym I'm at now, there's a lot of people that, you know, not only just compete in bodybuilding, but do other, you know, sport or, you know, competitor type of uh, competitions. They, uh, you know, very supportive and inspiring, motivating. So I thought, why not? And my partner, obviously, Keisha. I got to keep up with her, so. Is she going to be jumping <laughs> on back on stage again too next uh, year? At some point next year, yeah. Not okay. sure. Not at the beginning, not when I do it, but... You guys going to be doing the whole prep thing that together or are you going to have him done first and then you're going to jump on? No, no, he's... No, he's, he has oh. more time. He's not doing next season. He yeah. is maybe even till 2024. We'll see. Okay. We got to get all this food down first. <laughs> Eat more food, get more size, so... So, so what are you hoping to jump into then? Myself? Yeah. I'm going to do season A. Okay. I don't know if it's April or May, but yeah. What division? Oh, men's physique. Men's physique? Yeah, that's all I do. Maybe classic. We'll see how the legs Oy. look. Just <laughs> we'll know that. <laughs> yeah. Are you filming this now? Darn. Uh, nah. The uh, thing is, that's not what we're doing at the moment. I mean, I've actually actually been asked that as well why I don't film my episodes. It's because yet I don't have a proper camcorder. Mm. I was actually looking to the actual cost of those fucking things. Yeah. Like worth a grand least at each. Maybe if people can see you, you know, good looking guy and. Good-looking people you have in well, sometimes maybe, but um, <laughs> well, it's coming down that road. So, doing this for over two and a half years now, um, I didn't expect myself to be staying inside the hen house for this long. I mean, I fucking love this place; it's brilliant. But the problem is with um, with it, obviously, paying money for an hour, and then you have to come in and set everything up. If I came in here and did an hour episode, and I have to spend like ten, fifteen minutes setting up. And then get into the actual podcast, and always the first 10, 15 minutes is introducing the guest, getting them comfortable, mm. and it's thirty minutes of whatever. It's not enough time to dive into <coughs> it. So that's why I never start. That's why I never um, video recorded it. But obviously, me and my partner, we're going to be leaving. We're staying in where we're staying right now. We're renting. Hopefully, we'll, we have to get a new place at the end of the year or before next year. It'll be a little bit bigger, so I can actually have a room because I've got all the equipment. Like I've got the roadcaster, I've got the mics. Just don't have the actual space for it, but the reason why I also like this place as well is because this is like this setup. Obviously, I would like some 
shit there and some decorations and all that. But this is exactly how I actually wanted to have that podcast. Like, you ever listen to those podcasts? It was just those people in the couches. Mm. They're all right, and they're just holding up the mics. I'm like, that's okay. But I just always like the very formal desks, laptop, microphones, chairs that rotate back. Mm. You know, I like that's my <laughs> style, you know. Anyway, moving on from that, uh, mm. you guys are hearing all this hype about the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, you watch both of them on Netflix. Like both of them. Yeah, there's the one with, uh, it's, like a, it's like a TV show. I, well, not TV show, but like a series of acting out what happened. And then there's another one which actually has like the tapes and the interviews of people who worked on the crime scene, everything. Mm-hmm. Almost like a documentary. So. Oh, okay. So what's your whole take on the whole thing? Mm. Well, it's crazy. I mean, that just goes to show it was like 19. I wasn't born yet. I think I was born when he, right, like before he died. But, yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, it just shows how America is. And if you think of it, right, they kind of make it seem like, oh, how can this guy get away with that when he was already charged with stuff? You know, people already were calling cops on him, questioning him. Nothing was done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. Maybe because he was a white guy, they thought it was racism. They thought maybe because of, you know, what was it? The LGBT community was just starting. So people didn't really look into it as much. So they kind of said it was a police fault. Yeah, well, I did actually watch, I did watch in the TV show. I actually did kind of feel sorry for that poor lady that lived below him. And the whole time she was trying to call the cops on him. Oh, no, the other, yeah, the one next door. Yeah, yeah and then she was like the whole time she was hearing all the screams and stuff and then the cops never did anything. Yep. So, oh, my God, that is absolutely berserk. But, yeah. but a uh, little, uh, like the, the young 14-year-old who was naked <sighs> in the street. And all they, if they did was ran his name, they would have known, but they didn't. So, and then he died. So it's just like, it's crazy how, you know, but more crazy just like, He's just like, yeah, I just did it. <laughs> you know, he's so calm when he talks. Yeah. He talks about it. I think that was what made him, like, really, like, that's what gave him that um, that sort of, like, oh, my God, like, this is the literal Satan because he didn't have any remorse. He, yeah, he admitted to doing it as well. Whereas it was like when it was, like, Ted Bundy, he never confessed to any of the murders or maybe he might confess to some, but mostly he denied all the murders right up to his death. Whereas when he was caught, he's like, yeah, I did it. And he's like, I shouldn't have been alive this long. But here's the main question I got to ask. Why is it that people such as, you know, you know, why is it things like Netflix and the general public? Why is it that we love serial killer shit so much? Like we keep seeing the John Wayne Gacy tapes. <laughs> we keep seeing like a Ted Bundy played by Zac Efron. And I'm just like, well, I guess it's it's fascinating, right? It like taps into that sort of, you know, mindset that you're, quote unquote, you know, you're not allowed to have, right? It's like the deepest and darkest depths of humanity that we're not supposed to think about or act upon. And it like, it draws us in because, you know, you, it's not something you think about day, day to day if you're a good person, I guess. I don't know. Give the people what they want. That's probably <laughs> what it is. Yeah, just one question: know? Why do we want to watch this? Why do we enjoy this? Like, I remember watching that part where he came up with the idea of like drilling holes in people's heads, and I was thinking to myself, 
why the fuck do people actually enjoy watching something like this? This is stuff as nightmares. Yeah. And then it kind of got me thinking about why are we making serial killers famous but cancelling people for, uh, for less petty shit? You know what I mean? It's the world we live in. So, yeah, it's a bit of um, glorification, right? Yeah. I think it's also like a double standard because there's this one, there's this other um, thing that's been making waves lately. Have you guys heard about that Marilyn Monroe movie? No. No? no? Okay. So uh, I don't remember her name specifically, but there was a Marilyn Monroe movie that got made called Blonde and it, f- um, it got criticised because they believed that it was fetishizing. Okay, I can't say the fucking word properly. Fetishizing. Fetishizing. Fantasizing? Fetish. As in fetishizing. Fetishizing. Thank you. That's the word. <laughs> fetish. Can you say that again for me? I, I don't making I making that? fetish of. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> fetish of rape. Sexual assault. Right. Because that's what sh- she had to go through. And that's what the movie capitalizes on a lot. It capitalizes on the the abuse that Marilyn Monroe suffered under the hands of like Hollywood giants. Like we're talking like Jeff, um, no, um, Harvey Weinstein type figures, which is fucking horrible. It's disgusting. I mean, which she had to go through. It's just anything, man. It's sports. It's <coughs> acting. It's anything. Thank you. you know what so, I mean? and I'm just like this. Actually, like, but that's what she had to go through. And they're trying to. They're not trying to fetishize it. They're trying to. Like depict her as like no this she was a she was a woman who put up with a lot but she became an icon and that's why everyone remembers her and then we look at Jeffrey Dahmer I'm like mm-hmm. no one's trying to cancel him or the stu- sh- stuff he shows except we're actually believe it or not Evan Peters got like PTSD from like pretending to be serial killers all mm, the time yeah, shit. he actually got traumatized and no one cared about that sort of stuff so that's where I'm like this is a, such a double standard nowadays like. Yes. How people will canceling oh, others for that. Yeah. Anyway, so here's another thing <clears throat> in the world of like uh, documentaries and all that. In the world, you guys get uh, sorry, in the world of movies. You guys gonna see that Black Adam when it comes out? It looks pretty good, hey. The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys hear about the the story they had to put out recently about the about his costume? No. It's too so, tight. No, actually, it was um. <laughs> The, he showed up one day, I think it was like three weeks before the um, the movie was start, meant to start filming. And then they put him for a costume fitting and all that. And then what they did was they put padding <laughs> in it as well. <laughs> for, a man as big oh as the, for a man is as big as the rock, he goes into that and he looks even bigger. And then he was just so ashamed. He was so disgusted that they did that. He literally said to the director, remove the padding or I walk. And then so that was the story. That's why one of the reasons <coughs> why it got delayed because of his costume and all that. So when you actually wow. see him mm-hmm. on the yeah. screen, it's like wearing a skin tight suit and all that. That's mm-hmm. because that's what he actually requested and even got more jacked and all. Yeah. Well, I think on that topic, it's like, I think the way rocks the rocks physique is, it's not that like, because he has more like narrow clavicles in a sense. Maybe they wanted to have that sort of like golden shoulder to waist ratio like he is a huge dude but it's not like a maybe they wanted a certain look that like the rock is obviously the pinnacle of human muscularity right but from a bodybuilding sense like maybe he could have wider shoulders maybe he could have a narrower waist maybe that's why they wanted that proportionate you know shoulders that's why they had the padding kind of thing i don't know yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know. The rock's all natural, man. That's all I can say. 
That, no, that guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it's just the mechanic I was thinking as well because, like, we talk about unnatural <laughs> body standards and all that. It's always mainly for like people. Always, it's something that's always associated with women. But then we got guys like The Rock, and now it's associated with him and all that. Yeah, it's like the the ideal male body standard right now is taking copious amounts of performance enhancers to kill your insides. <laughs> that's the that's the pinnacle of male <laughs> masculinity at the moment. What's your take on that? Uh, it's very unhealthy. It's a very unhealthy way to view um, yourself and those that you look up to. Um, you know, trying to um, strive to become health- a healthier, better version of yourself is great. But when it gets to a point where you start abusing your body in certain ways, maybe you have, maybe you take performance enhancers, maybe you have unhealthy eating habits. Um, and then the on, onslaught of like, you know, mental health issues that come along with that. I think it's a slippery slope. Um, and I, I, I agree. I think it is, it is a bit overlooked um, compared to the, um, <clears throat> like the, what do you call it? The, the body standards among women, I guess. Um, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends like what it like if you're doing bodybuilding and you're trying to be the best right i mean you have to if you're the rock and you're old and you got a standard to uphold and a look or some actors you got a time for, you know what i mean like it's very dependent but like mark said right if you're just doing it to do it because you feel you have to look that that image then you're going to cause more harm than maybe good so to yourself so yeah, it's just very dependent. You just got to do it the right way. You still have to eat right, train hard, so you can't just take it and then, ooh, I'm, I look great. You still got to work hard. Mm. Do all the things that you normally have to do. It's just something that gives you more appetite, <laughs> speeds up your recovery, <laughs> more muscle size, all that. Yeah. So, I've always been totally okay with it, just as long as it's not lying. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, don't, well, yeah, don't lie. Because that's something like Hollywood loves to do. Don't do like a natural show and be on it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Mark <laughs> Yeah. Or don't. Or once again, like don't. Um. Yeah. Don't be on social media or just boasting. Yeah, I'm natural. Mm. If you're not, especially to profit from something like, if you're on it, then you're on it. You know, yeah. acknowledge it. Why not? What are some signs that you can definitely tell? That are like, oh, he's 100 percent on it. I mean if you've known them and you saw them at one point looking one way and then not long after <laughs> that's one way, but I mean, it's, you could kind of tell mm. specific, you know, like even if you don't know if they're bodybuilders or not, like you could kind of tell in a way I feel just by their size and their skin. Sometimes if you look at their skin, mm. the skin kind of looks you know, oh, tighter right. and like, almost shinier i don't know how to explain it but i think it's also just like a a perspective thing i feel like with when you're young it's really easy to become fixated on your body and your body image and that can spiral out of control really quickly um and lead you to take trying to take shortcuts for example you've just stepped foot into the gym and then you all of a sudden want to take psalms or steroids aka the broccoli head tiktok voice (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
you know, like, um, for example, Larry Wills recently, like he's come off it all and just just on TRT. And it's like, as, as, as you grow older, like it's kind of like there's more to life than just your body and being the strongest person or be, being the best bodybuilder. It's like there's more to life to it. And then when, once you can see that, once you can take a step back and realize that there's more to you than just the muscle, the fat, what like your physical appearance that's when you can sort of you know accept that <clears throat> fuck where am i going with this um sounds very motivational though yeah. well i th- like i think it um like it, it, it definitely happened to me during prep i guess like becoming hype like obviously you have a goal in mind you want to bring the best package to stay on stage and it's kind of like you have to put your life on hold for six months in order to achieve this thing um and then coming out of it and then it's like like there is more to life to it and i think a lot of young people don't realize that like and that's why they resort to having to take steroids and then having these absurd body image expectations well there's two things i want to add to that do you think it's one of the reasons is because it becomes entirely like it's literally consumes their entire personality yes yes and if they feel like they don't have it they have nothing Yes, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, anything. I mean, yeah, like Mark's saying, it's true, and it's it could just be off of, you know, people wanting to look a certain way and not even do steroids, but saying, well, I'm going to compete because I want to look this certain way, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking competing is the way they have to do it to get to that look. And then, once again, when they get to that look and then they start reversing and they don't stay that same look, are they going to be strong mentally to be okay and then keep going? Or is it going to mess with them and then, mm. oh, I shouldn't eat more, you know, and then that's when problems come. Mm. So whether it's steroids or not, it's it's anything. It's sports, it's athletes. So I, if I'm going to get a scholarship, like especially in America, like, you know, I need to be bigger, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. What what mm. can I do to be that? Well, what's your take on then, since we're in the sporting background, what's your take on then steroids being in sports? Do you think they should gradually be introduced into sports? I've said this a few, asked this a few times. I mean, what do you think they should always like stay out or? I mean, stay out. Once again, if you're an older man in your 30s as a professional 40s, Tom Brady, like Mm. (laughs) if your levels are low and you have to TRT to get it there, I mean, hey, balance, that's fine. But no, don't do. Don't do stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying Tom Brady's doing that. Sorry. I hope this doesn't become famous or whatever because I said that. But, like, you get what I mean. Like, still even then, yeah, I could understand. It could still be seen a bit as, you know, maybe just tell someone to retire, stop playing because they still may get a bit of an advantage, recovery, all that. But, um, no, you got to play by the rules, whatever it is. Once again, bodybuilding, if you can do steroids and you do it, that's the only way you're going to compete and have a – you know, at least realistic shot at competing. You're not going to not do it and try to do a, a show where people are on stuff. So, you know, and back when you go to sports, you see it in like baseball, people who hit all these home runs and, oh, they were on some type of PED. Well, you got to either figure out how to, you know, penalize them or whatever, because it's not fair for the other people who have been doing it naturally. And not, you know, because what if they did it? Who knows how many they could have done or vice versa. So, yeah, I feel like at some point 
we're going to get to a level in human history like and humanity is going to get to a point where they're actually going to start incorporating it into sports. I really do. Because if you, if you want to take a topic like baseball, I don't know a whole much about baseball, but I've been reading about steroids in sports, but baseball like was at its peak. Like, you know, when everybody was on steroids, like Barry Bonds, he was hitting all those home runs a season and he got Conse Conseco, mm-hmm. Jose Conseco, and then the Bash brothers as well. And then they all came out and they were all doing it in the locker room and they were all helping out each other in his autobiography. And then that was when baseball was probably at its highest and they were filling stadiums. And it's the other reasons why I so believe it's been integrated as well is because I look at WWE wrestlers. I'm not saying all of them. (laughs) I'm not saying all of them. But most of them, most of them have at least taken some shit. It's that, that's what they do. That's what they're there for. It's yeah. their character, and that's what makes it so popular. And I honestly believe that that's when they're going to integrate it. Like I say, with WWE, like there was the steroid trials that went down in the 90s yeah. when uh, Hulk Hogan got in trouble, and who else got in trouble? The Iron Sheik got in trouble. And then even actors like uh, Sylvester Stallone, he got in trouble for it as well. And that's, and I'm just saying, yeah, let them. Let I mean, as long as they're not really breaking the law... Important them is different, but in terms of taking them, like, why not? That's why Rambo is one of the most popular action movies of all time. I, yeah, I think it will always be taboo and yeah. it will always be reviewed as immoral. Um, I don't think it will ever be integrated in sports and slash legalizing performance enhancers. Um, <clears throat> like, it's, it's so ironic that the greatest action heroes of the 80s and 90s, everyone that you look up to, were built on steroids steroids created them and that's an unequivocal fact Mm. if they did not take steroids you would not know them you would not um look up to them like the way you do right Mm. um and it's just it's funny that (laughs) that's that's how it is like but i don't think it will we will ever reach a point where it will be seen as not cheating because like for example the olympic games olympic games are the pinnacle of human physical achievement right Mm. everyone looks up looks up to them as like these guys are the yeah. top, the yeah. elite. 2012, I think it was, no, 28, 20, 2008 Beijing Olympic Games, they um, they introduced retroactive PED testing. Mm-hmm. 10 years after the Oli- Beijing Olympic Games, nine out of the top 12 Olympic weightlifters got popped for PEDs. Yeah. The guy in 11th got shot up to first, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, it's, and it would be, um, what's the word? Naive of us to assume that all sports are clean, right? At mm-hmm. the at the pinnacle, at the top, the elite of every sport, there is always going to be PEDs. There is always going to be a way around the testing. The be- the at uh, the better we, the more we test, and the better we get at testing, the better they get at getting around these tests. And I think that's just always how it's going to be because we will never as a society be able to accept that <clears throat> accept steroids as like you know not cheating either way but like if what i mean by it is like what if the treatment becomes less and less harmful i'm not talking like massive effects but ideally i do believe that we will hit a plateau naturally you know what i mean because all the top levels now they're you know they're taking something but what, what is the body actually really capable of naturally? Like, how, like say, say, for example, sprinting. How fast can sprinters really get naturally? 
I I think it will be a while yeah. until we achieve that sort of absolute max of natural potential because as as the population increases, the pool of athletes increases, and the Correct. chances of someone beating that record is going to increase, right? Correct. But I don't think it'll be anytime soon. No, no. But I feel like we will get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we should make training legal, but <laughs> if you could Darn. take, I mean, if I gave you something though, Mark, if I gave you something, no, Vince, you take this, this powder, all right, you're going to get some enhancement for it. You're not going to feel any negative side effects. And now it's legal, but it didn't used to be legal back in the day. Would you take it? If it's had all this medical research backed by it, as years uh, go by, well, that's that's where I'm getting to this. You know, there was um there was a survey um I think they did on Olympic athletes, and it was I think it was would you rather win X amount of gold medals and die in five years, or never win any event in the Olympic Games? Yeah, more than like more than mo- half, more than half, I most of them. Sunny, yeah, yeah, they <laughs> love that. But what I mean is just like imagine if it came onto the shelves in the supplements, supplement marts. Nah, <laughs> no, that's I don't, that'll never happen. Like it became, it became the next creatine. You know what I mean? I mean, then it would. I don't know. Ask these questions. It would be. Na- I don't know how it wouldn't be a PED then, would it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. What used to be turns like if we take something like a test, okay? Like you're not like an actual test booster that actually helps you and actually works and gives you some improvement. That's what I'm. That's where I'm going down with this. Yeah, doesn't have any like negative health. That's what I mean. It doesn't have negative because it's like it becomes like creatine. You know what I mean? Because everybody's on creatine. I mean, I guess at that point it just comes down to your moral standards, right? There what do you think is quote unquote natural, right? What What do you think is acceptable for your own body mm-hmm. and what you want to achieve? Yeah, because you're right. I do also believe because what you said it will take some time. But it's just that more and more people are trying to navigate around it. And now more and more testing is becoming better. I feel like we're going to have this conversation. We have to get involved in it because it also, and it's also in in terms of business as well. These places, they want to sell tickets. They want to, it's like, why do you go to the Olympia in the first place? You want to see the freaks. Mm. You want to see the big, big boys. You want to see the big claws, big arms and all that. And then they know they're not natural. It's also in terms of performances in entertainment. I keep going back to WWE because we want to see the big men. We want to see mm. the freaks put each other mm. through tables and chairs and do flips. It's mm. the same. I'm, I'm always talking about fighters as well. Like um, there was a reason why Pride was one of the most popular um, MMA events ever because everyone was sourced up, you know. You're watching, Uberim. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also another reason for NFL as well, man. Like the, the fr- some of the freak shows that were on that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, Super some, but I just also think just with sports, people are just different breeds. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why they're at that level. Mm. And then as years have gone and technology and, you know, education on strength, conditioning, just training, sports, all that, people get better. So mm. I think there's that as well. So I don't know. I don't know. You put PEDs in sports and stuff, who knows? Have you ever, like, death. come to a point in your life where you think, mm, maybe you might do this? Uh, you know, yeah. I, why not? I'm almost 30, and I've been like, yeah. Especially now that I've just been in the industry like this, but, nah, I'm good. I'm still, yeah. Like, I'm. there's no need to do it. I'm still a 
full functioning young man. I don't have any <laughs> low levels or anything. You know what I mean? I'm all good. So there's no need to do anything like that. And yeah. I can put myself in a federation like an ICN or YNF where I know everyone else is on my level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what about you, Mark? Do you ever think you get to a point where you might end up doing it? It, I mean, it, it's always been playing on my mind, right? Because, really? Yeah. Well, it's like you want to, like, this is just some something new that I'm just, like, dipping my toes in. And it's like, oh, my I, God. I thought, I thought people were saying maybe you were already <laughs> doing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> not, not saying that. I'm just a people. I'm just <laughs> a people. Um, yeah, I think it, it comes down to, at <clears throat> because it's a life-changing decision, right? Um, there's so many factors, financial like financial factors, like your relationships with other people might change. Who you are as a person fundamentally might change as well um, because who you are before steroids and after steroids, like taking steroids will just enhance who you are. Like if you're a very aggressive person already before steroids, you're just going to become even more aggressive, right? Um <clears throat> It's it's a huge decision because once you go down that path, you c- you cannot go back. Mm. Um, and it's again, it's taken so lightly these days, and it's because everyone is so young and they don't have that perspective on life. In ten, twenty years, it's like, was that really worth it? Yeah. It's kind of like how like if your dream is to get to the onto the Olympia stage, then like by all means, like go for it. But it's kind of like there's also a genetic component. Like genetics is a huge component in bodybuilding, and you will, you will know if you have the ne- genetics to make it to the Olympia before you take steroids. Just look at Jay Cutler. Just look at Ronnie Coleman. They were already like freaks when they were 16. Or Lee Priest. Like God, that guy, man. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's not a decision to take lightly at all because. You can you are altering your body forever, and it will forever remain changed. And there are consequences to that, like like um, your your health. Are you able to have kids? Um, are you shaving years of your life with depending on how much you take, use or abuse? Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's something obviously that has crossed my mind, but I think it's you need to think about it a lot. And as as you get older, your view on it will change. And I think eventually I might reach that crossroad, or maybe I, like who knows? Who knows what will happen? Yeah. But I think my thoughts on it right now will be very different to my thoughts on it in five years. Yeah, that that's a that's a fair point because like it's scary to me when like we were talking about earlier, Sars and broccoli. <laughs> Uh, that is the most scariest thing in the world. I actually had a situation where I was in um I was in Bali a few weeks back. This dude, he came in and he was just like something out of a movie poster, man. He was absolutely shredded to the gills. And um I was actually talking to him and all that. And then um his back was like absolutely riddled with acne. So I could tell that he was on some stuff and all that. Yeah. And then I was actually having a good he was a nice guy, I was, I was, I was talking to him. And then I was asking him, like, oh, what do you what do you do and all that? And what do you take and do you compete? And then I finally got to my point. And he's like, how old are you, dog? And he was like, oh, I'm 19. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, that was, big, it was way bigger than me. What it was, it was huge. All of that. It was like six foot four, like at least a hundred. It looked it almost looked like it was built like the rock and all that. But then it was just saying to my point. Point I got to make is like, in ten years, what's this guy going to be thinking? And you know, you're not been to, obviously you've been the almost all three of us. You mm. know what your mindset's like when you're 21 and how different it is now. And that's yes, it. I'm old. Yes, <laughs> old man. I'm kidding. Yeah. I yeah, think the correct way to use is wise. Yeah, like like I said, well, I was twenty one. What I was just finished college, so can't can't do that stuff. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can do it once again. It's in sports, right? But yeah. how you get around it, all that. But when you were running yards, rushing yards, and running uh, mm -hmm. trains through sororities. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, jeez, that was back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Wait, I'm, what university did you say you went to again in America? No, I just went to uh, Menlo College as a private university. Oh. It was near Stanford, though, so down the street from Stanford where I worked. Oh, okay. So did you ever get into, like, what was Stanford? I had a Stanford ID, so yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, sneak it in and stab it at night. No, 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 not like that. I wasn't like that. I only did, like, one or two type of party. Like, they would have it do it big, so, you know. Went to, like, a whiteout party, so. A whiteout party? <laughs> like, wearing white. Shirts, pants, everything, all white. What, like a KKK meet? Mm, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into like, you know, KKK meet? <laughs> white shirts, wet shirts. You, you get let's go, what's going on, right? You get what was going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, joke, you out of everyone. <laughs> uh, was there yeah. a bed and cross as well? Yeah. No. <laughs> was, it, was it a swingers party, Vince? Oh man, it's close college, to it. College was such so many things going on. <laughs> Who knows? It's probably all of it mixed in one. But um, no, yeah. I mean, like I said, back when I was younger, yeah, it wasn't a thought. You know what I mean? Uh, I knew I wasn't at that, unfortunately, level to make it professionally. So um, over the years, and then becoming a personal trainer, working in the industry, it wasn't something to think of because I did, you know men's physique bodybuilding as a hobby something fun because i wasn't playing anymore and it was kind of me doing it to help me at my beginning stages of being a coach and you know training clients all that type of stuff even though it was just gen pop i was training um so really my focus was just on learning and being better that way mm -hmm. and as i've gotten older you know and more into bodybuilding and understanding and things of that nature you know you question it you learn and you know, yeah, there's that really heavy stuff, like you said, trend, D-ball, those big things, but... Did you ever come across that in when you were playing NFL? Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a couple guys that, you know, you heard of or you, you were like, well, geez, like, dude came back. It wasn't, like, good, necessarily good muscle weight. Mm. <laughs> he just came back, like, <laughs> a lot bigger, but, like, thicker. You know what I mean? Definitely had to change positions, but... uh. Yeah, I mean, it happens. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, just like Mark was saying. And like you said, 19, you're like, it's everywhere, regardless of the reason. Or even if you do bodybuilding, the top is here. And you may, you know, have a good physique, but even doing, you know, steroids and stuff, it may only give you a little bit of extra. And that gap from the best in the world to where you are, is it worth mm. doing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's like where I'm at. It's like, well, I'm not... I don't, I'm not going to be in a, like, that's not my goal. It's not my plan to be an Olympian or anything. Mm -hmm. I want to do something and challenge myself 
you know, maybe motivate my clients, get other clients or get people now who want to challenge themselves, do a show for the right reasons and stuff and coach them. So it's like, you know, no need for me to do it. Fair enough. When you were playing um, football in college and all that, how many seasons did you say you did? How many years total have I played? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in college did I do? Yeah. Which one? All together? All together and in college, yeah. How much 20, of that was? Yeah. 20 seasons, years. So what tier was that school then? My college? Yeah. It's Division One NAIA. So it was like equivalent to Division Three, Division Two schools. Mm-hmm. So Stanford's like a Division One, Double A, like the top there on TV, almost every week. You know what I mean? We were, and then there's Division One, kind of like FCS, FBS, and then D two, D three. We kind of fell in those divisions. Okay. So we played like Division One, F uh, FBS team. Like a, a smaller division under like a Stanford. Ah, uh, okay. And you were running back. Mm, no, I was m- more receiver and special teams return guy. Oh. So, but oh. I, I did like you know, it was the, it was just weird because I always had different coach like had different coaches in college, so different offenses, different schemes, different. I was a receiver, but I would get it handed to me like a running back. Ah, uh, okay. Like motion, fly sweep motion. So. Oh, okay. So in your in your years of like, playing and all that, like what was like the biggest like highest level that you got to and all that in terms of like was it like stadium wise or did you guys go and win a championship or uh, we were uh, like in our division, right? Like NAIA schools, we were ranked in the top twenty five in the nation mm-hmm. at one point. I think we were close to ding there. Fit top fifteen or something. And then it just yeah. Then we started playing harder teams and you know, things of that nature because we were never in a conference. So we would fly to Florida, Delaware, Illinois, all around to play some of the top schools. Whereas like our basketball team or our baseball teams were in a conference all within like California or California, like around California. So it was, yeah, I mean, it was a good experience, but you know, that sport, in in America, it's like very, very difficult to become the professional athlete. You know what I mean? Oh, so many. I always admire that about Americans. How, how, like, how much of a almost like a cult it is when it comes into gridiron football. Because if you think about here in Australia, we have a certain amount of universities and we have our own sports, but none of those sports compare to any uh, to a gridiron game, like the amount of production that goes into that stuff just alone, even to a single game is like insane. But the amount of like uh, funding and the amount of divisions, even from like peewee football all the way up to the big leagues and how they have like tier one, tier two schools, tier three schools. And then you talk about NCAs and conference schools. I'm just like the amount of universities and teams that go into that is absolutely insane as well. Um, it's just that like, makes me wish sometimes that Australia is like, no, we got a lot to learn from this. I wish that we had that that much of a cult following into it because we have a lot of different sports that we dabble in, but like America's got that one gridiron, you know. Yeah, I think that's because just of that because of our culture, because Australia is such a laid back nation, right? America is a very um, 
like in your be face. the best. Yeah, like in your face, go, 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 150% all the time. Um, and I was speaking Do you to, think that? I was speaking to Lachlan about it the other day, um, you know, the new receptionist? Yeah. He was telling me how that's one of the things um, that annoyed him coming back from college football mm-hmm. back here um, <clears throat> is that kind of laid-back culture. Like the he w- <clears throat> he told me like how they would like during like um like class and stuff during um semester like everyone would go hard for five days those five days of the school week and then on the weekend they'll go party they'll go release they would kind of get that um stress relief and then go back to that like hard like hustle grind during the week and um yeah he said it's very different to what it's like here um and i feel like that's part of it the way american like obviously i'm not american and i'm, I'm not trying to speak on your behalf Vince. You, you you've been at the, the thick of it but mm. from what lachlan has explained to me they take a lot of pride in what they do like for example christmas halloween valentine's day so much effort he says so much effort is put into these events like everyone like it's it's a special thing whereas in australia it's like ah. Oh, Christmas. I oh, wish we. Were, I wish we were more like that, though. I honestly do because I'm. Is thinking, this guy <laughs> Australian and he lived in America, or he's American? Yeah, he's Australian. Then oh, went yeah. to play college football. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I actually speaking about what you say about holidays and all that. I wish Australia was a little bit more intensive in that. Like it's with um, start with Halloween, right? I went ha- trick or treating once when I was a kid in England. Okay, once. And I was eight. I was about seven or eight years old at the time, and that's because the friend who took me was American. <laughs> Uh. That there you go. <laughs> Halloween in America is like the most insane thing. I think it's the coolest thing ever. And out here in Australia, just like nah, and I just like nah. Come on, let's get more festive. Let's get involved in it, you know. And I wish that we did because that would actually make the whole thing a lot more enjoyable. But as a collective, it has to be an effort. Also, on the other hand, do I think we are laid back? I do believe we are laid back, but I don't think we're as laid back as we think we are. <laughs> you guys you, you guys have a dad i'm just the american over here you know <laughs> the guy lachlan wasn't wrong yeah. I, I think the not the issue but like australia takes a lot from other cultures yeah it it's like a it's like a um amalgamation of like culture cultures of the world right um for like one of the things was like that um for college football games, like you always have the band playing before and the band is like this huge spectacle and there's so much choreo and effort put into it and it sets up the game, right? Um, but in Australia, we don't have that and that made me really sad back in the music days. Um, and like the mu- the music sort of sphere in Australia is very European influenced and I feel like, you know, Halloween, Valentine's Day and like the college using those as examples they're all distinctly american whereas in australia we're just like kind of yeah. taking it we're at war of our own bits public bits. holidays you know what i mean yeah it's like australia day it's <laughs> <laughs> the most debated public holiday we've got and all that it's ours <laughs> <laughs> i mean look it's it's just it's laid back in different ways yeah. but it's still you know it's not like everything or everyone so yeah well it's but just it like slower i mean because i'm from england and all that like uh for me, one of my favourite things was to go to West Ham games because so much effort actually even not, but more effort goes into a single football West Ham game than goes into the games I've been out to out here. And 
because you know like England's a sport that's completely defined by it you know they're all about getting pissed at the pub going to the game getting pissed after the game talking about the games chanting all the way walking to the game we don't get that stuff out here in Australia and all that and here's the main thing I've always told people AFL is a pretty I would I, I've slowly I've integrated it and watching it because it gets more faster but I would I've never been to an AFL game and I wouldn't really need to in terms of like intensity or atmosphere compares to anything like you in England. So here's the thing. In England, you cannot have the opposition sit next to each other because that's how passionate you get. You cannot have a West Ham United supporter <laughs> sit next to the opposition. Otherwise, there will be violence. There will be violence. And they, when you actually go to a West Ham game, they have to seal a section of the stadium off for the opposition and then they have to have a row of police separate the two Otherwise, it will be violence. And that is how intense it gets. <laughs> but it's not like that if you go to an AFL game. Even if you go to a West Coast versus Fremantle game, they can still sit next to each other, even if they're sworn mm. enemies. So, but that makes that means they're not that as passionate about it, even though it's their own sport. But uh, that's that's kind of where I'm going with it. Uh, but in terms of, like, intensity, I wish that they did. Mm. Like, one of my favourite things oh, I've got to also admit about Americans is that every year the Super Bowl... Mm-hmm. It's like one of the biggest spectacles ever And people talk about the Super Bowl For reasons other than the actual game itself mm. Like people talk about the halftime show People talk about the people who were there The fact that the friggin' rock yeah, Speech time, yeah. yeah And then <coughs> out here in AFL I mean obviously we don't have the money and all that It was big But I don't even I don't know who performed at halftime I don't know who did what at halftime Or I don't even know who was performing before Or I was kicking it mm. off It's just Yeah You know Australians got a lot to learn from Americans So Yeah In some things yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Americans could learn a thing or two as well Such mm. as Just I don't know that's being a bit more laid back in certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, like you guys have Medicare here and stuff. So, mm. but look, there's like so many things you can talk about, especially I don't even know half the things that go into, you know, stuff out here that's different from America. So I'm just sure we can learn a few things, you know, but always learn something from someone. Okay. So how long <laughs> have you been out in Australia for now, Vince? It's insane. Lower five years. Five years. Yep. So you grew up in California. Okay. Which is a Democratic or Republican state? Oh, is it a red or a blue state? Yeah. Mainly red state. Too. Red state. Yeah. I don't do politics, man. Yeah, that's, that's why I left too. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, that's not why I left. But like, ever since I've left too, I just don't. You know, it's you know when you hear, especially certain issues, but just don't. Yeah, it's not worth energy or time really as much. So, but fair enough. Yeah, California's a bit. Uh, it's just it's all just it's all weird, you know. It's one of the biggest states, but it's like most expensive as well. And really, yeah, it's yeah. Like some states have taxes, some don't. Well, like state taxes? Yeah. Oh, like shit. some don't. So like you could work somewhere and I'll be ta- It's it's just weird. Whereas one state. May have it, and the other doesn't. So, did in California had that big yeah. state tax? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, how much was it though? I don't even know. <laughs> I still I went back to get my taxes one year, and they wouldn't even give it to me. Really? I had all my IDs. They're like, "Oh, we need the letter we sent to your last address." Like, I don't <laughs> even live here anymore. Like, yeah, that's why I just I don't get into it much, man. But it's all is what it is, I guess. 
Is it true that in America, but maybe not in all states, but some states that let's say you have a relative who died and they were in hospital for a while, do you inherit the medical bill? I don't, I don't know, actually. Because probably <laughs> someone's going to pay for it. I can yeah. tell you that much. Trust me. So that's one probably. thing I've actually heard about them is some like, hospitals. Some a lot of people are going bankrupt as probably. well. Because they had a loved one who was dying and then they had to pay the medical bill when they died after they died and had to do it in a certain day. And I'm just like, there's no payment plan for it. It's like, no, we need this money now. That's what we can learn from Australia. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I mean. The second thing is also like student loans as well. Oh, yeah, I got some. You got some student loans? I got more than some, but yeah, I got got it on hold for another month or two and then I got to face reality because if not, it's just gonna get bigger and not go away yeah. what, private university that's i got some scholarships but it wasn't a full ride <laughs> <laughs> so i got some i gotta pay but that's why i'm fine over here you know well that's one thing <laughs> i always respect about our um, australian uh university system i get it nothing's perfect no nothing's perfect we still gotta pay a bit of chunk but in america how like how much it is for like one semester it's like a ridiculous amount and then they have to pay to start paying it off, and then some people don't even pay it off in their lifetime, regardless of what they do. And that's another thing. And then they go, and then the next their kids have to inherit their debt, <laughs> and then their kids are gonna go try to fucking go to college. And they paid off their fucking dad's university degree. And they're probably thinking to themselves, "Oh, what's the fuck? What's the fucking point? Then I'm gonna spend my life working, and then my kids are gonna inherit, and then they start that fucking cycle." Yep. So I here in Australia, I mean, we're definitely not perfect in terms of like a. Uh, the amount, um, you know, in heck debt and all that, but I would say that was probably one of the biggest, one of the biggest learning factors is I just literally just started paying it off now when I got my tax returns, mm. and I'm just like, fuck. Well, at least I'm not in Americans and all that mm. because I actually have a client who is American and she's got like this big debt that she's trying to pay off right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to hide still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's our fears <laughs> in America: student loans. Yeah. So, fair enough. Anyway, gentlemen. So, here's another topic I also got to just bring up into it real quick and all that because uh, with <clears throat> America and you know China and all that, this is just spitball and all that. We also got everything that's going on right now in Russia and Ukraine. It's too good not to ignore and all that. Obviously. You've been American, Vince, and all that. You don't want to get too much into politics. But what's your whole take on it? Do you think eventually America will get involved under Joe Biden, or do you think it would be different under Trump and all that? I think they already are with Biden. I'm pretty sure he's sending people and sending money over there. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, Maybe he doesn't remember, but, <coughs> I <think that's> <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what he's doing. What did I do with 30,000 troops? <laughs> he just finished his time. He doesn't know where he's going. He's like, yeah. yeah. You ever see, you know who he reminds me of? Joe Biden, you ever saw that? Uh, it's probably a real. Who knows? Facebook, whatever. It was a video where this old guy's trying to do this commercial with this old lady, like baked on a crispy, flaky crust or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they just kept messing up, like you couldn't remember it. That's who he reminds me of. Because he just he makes no sense when he talks. Sometimes, Joe Biden, mm. if you hear when he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Um. Yeah, shit. Um, it's tough because, you know, no one wants World War Three, right? 
Otherwise, Vince is going to do shit back and have to go. Biden may have may do that. Would they actually do that though in conscription? Uh, I, I don't know. That's what I mean. I have no idea. I'm here. Look, I just need to get my PR here, and who knows? I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm over here. That's all I know. So I'm not sure, but yeah, hopefully not. That would suck. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a rough situation for the Ukrainian people, right? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, as Vin said, like all like the NATO nations and stuff, they're already sending like equ equipment, firearms, ammunition, food supplies, that kind of thing. But it's like once you start sending, once you have men on the ground fighting with the Ukrainian people, it's that's that's the game, right? That's World War Three. Um, and like just recently, like the Russians like um, fired a missile at the German, um, what do you call it, consulate or um, I don't know what you call those things um, in Ukraine. And it's like, oh shit, <laughs> shit's about to go down. Um, so yeah, it's it's surprising how long it's lasted. Mm. Um, I'm surprised how just like incessant Putin has been. With what he wants, and it's crazy stuff, man. Yeah, I did, you're right. I didn't think it was going to last this long either. I mm. thought if Russia was rolling <coughs> into Ukraine, unless we actually got a lot more foreign aid, I didn't think it was actually going to stay this long because the how aggressive he is also been with tactics and like bombing mm. hospitals and highways and stuff. Yeah. <coughs> but it was strange though because when it started, everybody was like reporting about it on the news. They were reporting about it for some time. And then all of a sudden there was like a gap where no one said anything for like four or five months. Mm. Now all of a sudden it's ramped up again because Putin's like mobilized the uh, reserve army. Mm. And then right now there's like these massive, this mass exodus out of Russia because now <clears throat> more than ever people are like protesting against Putin and all that. So Dude, have you seen the TikToks? No, the, the, what TikToks? It's just like TikTok, TikToks of Ukrainian soldiers on the ground. Fighting Russian soldiers. Well, like, they actually have TikToks of people on the Yeah, like I've had TikToks popping up of like d dudes firing like javelin missiles and like sniping bloody Russian missiles out of the air. It's nuts. It's holy, crazy. Holy shit, that shit's on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that would have gone viral. That was like gone viral and all that. And then what is the next up? It's like Sally from whatever doing like a dance and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's on TikTok now. It's crazy. Okay. Honestly, I believe that TikTok's now become everyone's gateway to any everything. But I also believe it's highly the most. I would argue it's the most potent of the social medias. Yeah, like are you on it, Vince? <laughs> no, no. Good, stay off <laughs> of Vince. Please, please stay off. Stay off that shit. I don't need to. Yeah. I'm off it. I'm good. <laughs> all right, I'm going to change the subject and all that a little bit to get away from Ukraine and Russia because <laughs> I got to talk about this now. This is one of the reasons why I also personally want to get off social media, and I'm trying to get off social media as a whole. I'll explain that in a second. But on TikTok, there is this it's some kind of weird mental disorder cesspool. So, do you know what? Okay, do you guys know what dissociative identity disorder is? I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's a disorder where you think you have multiple people coexisting in your head. It's not like, it's a bit similar to, it's not split personality, but it's similar to it. All right. It's where you identify as like multiple people at once. Right. 
and then there's this I went down this rabbit hole these people investigating now TikTok is literally like it creates an algorithm that where you want to see what's popular based on what you see and people film like these TikToks where they claim where they self-diagnose <laughs> themselves as having some kind of mental disorder and now they've like made it popular to have some form of mental disorder. Dude, yeah, it's fucked. Like everyone wants everyone wants to be like, oh, I'm suffering the worst. Like I'm different from the crowd. Uh, yeah. And TikTok is really kind of enhancing that. And on the algorithm, I saw an interesting video of um, on Andrew Tate. Uh, um, yeah, boy. <laughs> My boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was a guy asking this, um, this, I think it was a university college student, like, what do you think of Andrew Tate in the situation? And the guy had a really interesting answer. He said it was an algorithmic problem. Mm-hmm. Everyone, different people are being, show, being shown different sides of Tate. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is um, <clears throat> a great example, like ja- with Jasmine. Like, Jasmine gets shown all the bad stuff about Andrew Tate because she's a girl. Mm. I get shown all the motivational good stuff about Tate because I'm a guy. Yeah. And it's it's making this huge rift and this divide in the community just because the algorithm is showing the like these two different sides of someone, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy how like this like algorithm this AI can yeah. discern if you're a, if you're a female or a male. Or well, on one top of that, right, on <clears throat> one step closer towards that, and I'll get your opinion on the moment on this sort of stuff, and <laughs> but because it's Chinese, that's mm. the main thing. That's one of the reasons why I tell people to get off. This is a Chinese app, and it's purposely trying to create an algorithm to piss you off. Mm. So if you're a guy, it would be Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate, anti-male misandry, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate. <laughs> Porn, whatever the fuck, you know, whatever the fuck they're putting on TikTok these titties. days. Titties. Titties. Dissociative identity disorder. I'm just like, oh my God. And then you've wasted 20 minutes and you got mad about that shit. <laughs> and if you're a girl, it's like Yas Queen, Yas Queen, West King, Andrew Tate, misogynistic. Yeah. And then it's, I don't know, fucking whatever, titties or ass or whatever they're into. But <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why, because they create these algorithms where they're trying to get information about you and purposely trying to piss you off. And then I actually read more into that. And this was one of the reasons we're trying off because if you think about it, we're living in a world right now where social media, like anxiety and depression has never been higher. Mm. I was training a client this morning how now one in 10 kids in high school have anxiety or one in 10 kids got depression. And I think it's because of the social media. I feel like as human beings, we were never equipped to be that much into on technology. You no. know what I mean? To never believed as and that's why I'm starting to feel like we're going down that road as because it's a slippery slope. And now we got lunatics self diagnosing themselves with mental disorders, which is which is scary to believe. So that's one of the like the top ten reasons why I thought like, okay, I'm getting off social media as much as I can, only use it when I actually need it. Mm. Like promoting this podcast, checking in on my buddies, like you good? All right, let's catch you later. Anyway, Vince, the point I was trying to get to you right now is because um, on the last episode, I, one of the last episodes I had with Mark and Johnny, was at, we actually talked about Andrew Tate and now it's still a thing going on right now. I wanted to actually get your perspective on it. What, how he's what? Yeah, like or him in general. Like, what do you think? Do you think he's good? Do you think he's bad? Uh, nice. I think with how social media is, it can be bad to portray 
how like guys and young kids should treat women in a way you know what i mean or what he says like slut or you know bitch this and that it's probably not the best but i mean you know he's confident you know speaks his mind i mean there's nothing wrong with it really i mean if people want to like him or don't like him who cares but some things you know maybe chill because of who the audience can be mm-hmm. but he's not a you know it's not like he's a bad person i think i'm sure he just does good and he got to where he's at working hard for a reason you know what i mean some people are born into it and get breaks but i'm sure some people work hard and you know reach where they get to because of the things they do so Correct. yeah i don't yeah i don't know i don't have a, a good or a bad view just yeah he is what he is i would i whenever i would see it i'd stop and see what he says so <laughs> yeah i just think that sometimes this goes back to what we said i uh, said earlier referring back to what i said earlier at the beginning of the podcast but i just feel like it's a Sometimes I've said this so many times now this podcast, but I feel like as humans, we are so quick to judge other people's flaws and be so ignorant of our own. What I mean by that is like, oh, we're gonna ban Andrew Tate on social media, okay? But we're gonna make one of the most notorious serial killers, Jeffrey Dahmer, even more famous. So we're gonna ban a guy who just said some things that people don't agree with and we're going to make a dude who literally drilled holes into <laughs> people's heads and pulled sulfuric acid in them even more famous. Yeah, like, like the Taliban on Twitter. Yeah, or the, the Ayatollah of Iran. On Twitter. Yeah. I didn't know that. The tal- <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, where's, where's the line here? You know what I mean? Like you, <clears throat> and, But again, it's like, we're going to judge that, but we're going to be ignorant of that. Like, it's... Honestly, completely, it's a side, it's a side swipe, and that's why I'm, when Andrew Tate got banned on everything, I'm like, this, this is just further adding to my point. This is causing more problems than it's solving. Well, have you seen Jordan Peterson got banned as well? No, no. Like, have you seen the? I think it was Olivia Wilde. She like made a movie where there's like the the antagonist is based on Jordan Peterson, and it's this really like shitty take on Jordan Peterson, and like. He he got asked like what he thinks of it and like he started crying. Man. Yeah, he, he broke. Was, yeah, he kind of broke like, down. Yeah. Morgan because I would argue Jordan Peterson is the most misrepresented human being ever. Like in terms when it came to the whole cultural battle and all that, I've actually spent a hundred something dollars just to go listen to him talk, and it was the best fucking two hours. I'd rather sit down and listen to him talk for two hours than a lot of other things I've done, mm. and. I think his book, um, 12 Rules for Life and 12 More Rules for Life are probably cultural phenomenons and that every little kid struggling or every person struggling in life right now can get something out of it. And he's been battling all that constant stuff and he's been constantly reassuring um, his position and he's been constantly debating and then it just takes someone from such as her. She probably doesn't know much about him himself or have much to uh, or know much about his work and what he stands for yeah. and just makes that connotation <clears throat> of him. And in a way, I can compare him and to Andrew Tate. Like, a lot of the things that Andrew Tate got banned for, you know, or people were saying about him were not just not true or things taken out of context. So, what, what, what um, like, 
referring back to the movie, like, have you actually seen the movie though? No, I just saw the <clears throat> clip of Jordan Peterson getting asked about it and then I sort of dug into it a bit, but I don't really know much about it. Yeah. When did he, so he got banned on Twitter this morning? No, Jordan, he got banned a couple of weeks ago, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Because he went on Piers Morgan? I don't know. Well, have you seen the Andrew Tate on Piers Morgan? I have. Have you? <laughs> I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen clips of it, yeah. Have you? No. no. It's I so don't. good. I loved it. You know? And he just yeah. sat, he sat there the whole time, just like very stoic. Like and one thing I love to study about people in, in those top, that having those conversations and those topics is the man who holds his cool always wins. Mm. The man who holds like that, detaches himself like doesn't show that emotion and that's what i'm always saying with people when it comes to like, arguments don't get emotional the last mm. once you get emotional once you hurt to insults you lose the argument and then it was just Piers trying to constantly like talk over him talk yeah. over him yeah. now it, it Piers had some good points though i'll give him that oh yeah uh yeah. he definitely had some moments but the whole time it was just Andrew just like, no, you, you should be gone you cannot take me down <laughs> it was like it was like uh gandalf when uh, he tried to block that uh, Borag, <laughs> shall not pass. That's what it felt like to me, you know. And I was quite proud of it. I think he held himself really, really well. Yeah. And I think that it makes him even more popular when stuff like that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. True. All right, gentlemen. I think we can call it there. Thank you very much for coming back on. Uh, before I let you guys go, let's, um, let's just do a little quick shout out and all that. Uh, Vince, if anyone wants to follow you, where can they find you? Not on TikTok. <laughs> um, uh, Instagram, I guess. That's really the only thing I'm on. I'm on Facebook, but Instagram. So find me on Instagram. Am I supposed to give him my username? Yes. <laughs> I think it's what is it? I got to look at it too. Jeez. Coach underscore Vince Villicano. That is me. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Villicano. Villicano. Yeah. Oh. That's it. Yeah. Oh. I, th I always thought it was Chano. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> no, it's not necessarily Italian, so it's not Chano. Oh, no, Chano. Yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah. Oh. So that's where they could find me, or you could find me. <clears throat> Wait, I can't name locations. Never mind. You can find me at the gym I work no, you at. Can. You can. You can. New movement. It. New movement. New movement. Yeah. yeah. Osborne Park. Great gym. Killers. Amazing right gym. Got people. saunas now. Great environment. Yeah. I got saunas. We got the spa sauna area. We got medial massage. <laughs> We got everything you need, including me. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mark Y Warrener. That's M A R K Y W A R R E N E R. It's just me posting gym clips, basically, at this point. So. Ten tagging me, so you can find me through Mark's Instagram <laughs> <laughs> as well, and and watch. All these amazing improvements we make. Awesome. Mark's going to be a beast soon. Hopefully. Another champ. Awesome. Oh, and me too. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not competing not to win, just so we know. So you can find me. Season A, 2023. Men's 25 physique. weeks? 25 weeks? 24 uh, weeks? Uh, you just tell me when I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> He's a weapon. This guy's a weapon. Yep. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I really appreciate you guys coming back. And thank you very much, guys, for listening to Last Set Podcast. And that is game.